0: Into the word, Um, where this verse that we're about to read speaks to a miracle that's about to happen where God, where Jesus feeds 5,000 people. says that it was 5,000 men and I believe that there was more um, imagine including women um, that were also there they didn't count women or children so it could be that there was more than 5,000 people and why is this relevant? well we're going to see why this is relevant in these next couple of verses who have children John chapter 6 verse 9, there was a boy with five small barely loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Can you imagine? There's two breads, I'm sorry, uh, there are five breads and two small fish. And they say, what is this? For so many. Take your seat. And We're gonna continue with the word. There's a story here that is happening about following Jesus. There's a great multitude.
1: And in these couple of verses, we see
0: that these people have been following Jesus for a certain amount of time already. Now, When we go to these verses that we were just reading. When we see this young boy that his parents have made him lunch and sent him on his way. This is the meal that they took and gave him so that he could go see Jesus himself. But listen to this. If you're hungry, if they spoke to you about a place, or if somebody recommended a place to you, you go with an expectation. Yes or no? Yes or no? especially if they tell you these tacos are so good they taste like the ones from TJ and I do know what tacos from TJ taste like I'm not ashamed And when you get to this restaurant with an expectation, and these tacos don't taste how they told you, do you? Don't you start to nag? And you're like, these tacos don't even taste like tacos. And you know what? A, uh, what a taco from TJ tastes like, from Tijuana tastes like. that taco was going to taste like the one from Mexico and TJ. They say that where there's a lot of people at a taco stand, that's where the tacos are good. If there's a line at a taco place, that means that the tacos are good. Let me tell you, especially where I live in Pomona, there are taco stands everywhere and lines wherever you go. I think I even advertised for one of the churches one time. And when you get sent to a burger place with an expectation, that's what you're expected to get a a burger. You go to the expectation of a burger to eat a double double. You go to the expectation smelling a hamburger. You don't expect your hamburger to taste like a taco. Because there's a restaurant for each and everything and you go expecting for this restaurant to serve you what they what they serve. The people were hungry. But there was no way to feed them, especially 5,000 people or more. And Jesus see what's, sees what's happening. Couple verses back, we see that God, Jesus looks up and sees a multitude of people. All these people came with an expectation to see a miracle. They had heard about his miracles. They heard about a new king. They had heard about something happening. Some were followers. Some were just disciples some were spectators some were you know on more on the rumor side some were a little bit toxic oops you know wherever they're at they're everywhere many that followed Jesus he was in jerusalem there were these people clapping and and honoring his name but when the time came those same people were yelling and screaming crucifying him at the end jesus was left alone just mary magdalene just mary magdalene was left close to the cross Everybody else ran. Everyone left. There were many that were following him. And Jesus sets this up as an opportunity. Why am I going through this? Why are the doctors giving me bad news? Why? Why am I am where I'm at? These these are the thoughts that sometimes that we come to Jesus with. But Jesus wanted to test the faith of the people, of his disciples. Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew what he was going to do. And he knows what's going to happen with us. And what you're going to do. And what you're going through right now. He knows the level of faith that you have. He knows it all. He knows if you're here because you had a promise to be here or because you wanted to be here. And we should be like the boy who came with the food, being prepared, expecting a miracle. And Jesus wanted to see the faith. And he knew who his father was. Jesus knew who his father was. And sometimes our problem is is that we don't know who we serve. Sometimes you think you're serving me. But I can't do nothing for you. I can only guide you. I can only help you. I can only help you feed yourself for so long. But we need to connect ourselves with God each and every day. God sees an opportunity to test his disciples. In verse 5, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said, Where? Shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Verse 6. He asked this only to test him. For he already had in mind where, what he was going to do. He knows what he's going to do with you. You can only see the desert right now. You can only see the valley right now. But God doesn't see you in the desert. He sees you after the desert. He sees you in a different dimension. He sees you standing somewhere else. He doesn't see you in the valley. And he's told you to walk. And in the middle of that valley, he's speaking life to you. And he will send someone to speak over your life, to speak over your situation, over your crisis. Like... Vanessa, Jesus is looking over her right now. And just like us, Jesus is speaking life. Sometimes we think in the middle of our situation, we've lost it all. And there will be seasons where our faith will be tested. There are determined moments where our faith will be tested. You thought you were walking alone. Many of us think that the moment we we come to Jesus' feet, that from one night to the next, our lives will be different. And we've learned that the more that you get closer to God, the more things begin to happen. Things that you're not used to. And the enemy makes himself comfortable. And the only way and the only way make the enemy uncomfortable, is by following God, is by getting closer to Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are in the middle of the multitude. If God has put his eyes on you, his look on you, if he has put his eyes on you in the middle of the multitude, in the middle of the crowd, it's time to give everything that you have. Because he's waiting for you to offer him what you have for a miracle to happen. And the problem is If you give me permission here. The problem is. What me and you have. Is that we don't come expecting a miracle. We come as. Spectators. We come as spectators. To the glory of God. And and, and what does that mean? Pastor what does that mean? Explain that. That means that. Sometimes we just come waiting to see what happens and we don't come expecting a miracle. Because when you're expecting a miracle, what you're going to do next is you're going to give everything you have. You're going to give him your best worship. You're going to sacrifice everything. Even when you don't have anything left, you're going to give it all because you be- you'll come expecting a miracle. You do what you can to get where Jesus is. You have to come ready to give your bread. You have to come ready to give your fish. You have to be ready to offer your lunch. see it. I, I see that this boy, they gave him his lunch to go see Jesus. That's how, that's how I'm picturing it. And he had to offer what he had for lunch. But when you offer what you have to God, you allow God to do what he wants to do with your life. And if nothing happens, you come back the next day. And if nothing happens, you come back the next day. Expecting a miracle. And not to be a spectator of the glory. When you're waiting for God, when you're waiting for God, You're not looking if it's going to happen or not. You give it because you believe it. You give because you believe. The scripture doesn't describe what's going on here in detail. Because this boy... They, they just prepared his bread and his fish. It doesn't say where the boy came from or who he was. Nothing. But I think to me, the way I see it, is it because the wait was going to be long? Sometimes we get tired when the journey is long and we get discouraged and we don't want to go. Some some of us can't even handle the hunger. And I've seen lines at In-N-Out and I look at the line and I'm so hungry and I'm like, I'm not going to do this. seen people wait two hours to eat I'm uh, during Christmas time I'm not gonna give free promotion to this store but I've seen people just waiting I, I've seen people waiting in line and I look and there's more line and would rather leave my stuff and go somewhere else than to get in that line. But that's just me. Because sometimes the wait is difficult because we don't like to wait. But when I see this boy, when I see this young man, he came prepared knowing Because let me tell you, Jesus didn't preach like your dear pastor does 45 minutes. And sometimes us, after 20 minutes, we're still, like, starting to wiggle in our chair. Oh, you guys start to give me faces. Expect a miracle and wait for it to happen. You have to be patient. There are many conclusions that we can make, draw from this young man. Where there, his parents could have said, "You know, you follow Jesus. Take your lunch and walk with Jesus. Follow him where he's going to go. If he goes to Bethlehem, go to Bethlehem. If he goes to Samara, go to Samara." you follow him wherever he goes and they even gave him lunch in determined time one of the disciples get to the that young gets to the young boy and says give me your lunch he says he didn't say it but Probably went, what do you mean? My mom fixed this lunch for me. He says the master needs it. Nowadays, if you take something from a kid, oh no. Do you give me permission? If you take the phone from a kid nowadays, when he's make when he's watching YouTube, oh no. just saw one you take away the iPad and they started to get upset in that moment Philip gets there one of the disciples and says we need your lunch we're going to confiscate your lunch take it think about the importance of teaching our kids to give it gives me such happiness seeing or seeing children deposit their their tides because I see parents, that are teaching them something. Because that teaches kids and it shows me that when they're older those kids are going to be blessed. One of the greatest treasures that we can learn is that and one of the biggest gifts we can learn is that the gift is in giving. In giving. Jesus himself said, it's better to give than to receive. He says to give everything that we have. Not what you can. Not what you want. Everything that you have. Is there a possibility that we could have given more to our worship than we just gave? Some of you guys said amen. I did not obligate you to say amen. When you're not expecting a miracle, when you're not expect when you're not expecting a miracle, your worship changes. Your attitude changes. Your prayer changes. When you're not expecting a miracle, you do how you want it and not how God wants it. And sometimes you have an obligation to be here, but you don't actually want to be here. Your desire is somewhere else. Your mind is somewhere else. But God wants us to give it all. This boy. Can you imagine someone coming up to him and saying, the master needs your food. And not telling him what it's, what it's for. Not knowing what the disciple knew. The disciple simply says, there's a kid here who has five loaves of bread and two small fish. Things are different when they're in the hands of God versus when the things are in our own hands. Your life is in the hands of God. Don't worry. They're in the hands of God. He has the control. If your job is in the hands of God, don't worry. He's in control. If your house is in the hands of God, don't worry. He's in control. If your children are in the hands of God, don't worry because he's in control. Even if they're not here, he is in control. If your health is in the hands of God, don't worry. He is in control. God has the control if our life is in the hands of God. Our problem is that sometimes we lose the expectation of something. When something doesn't go the way we want it to go, the way we thought it was gonna go. We fall apart, we fall because the things didn't go the way we wanted to go. Because we wanted the control. And many times we think that's the end, but we cannot worry Because God doesn't see you in the desert. He sees you outside the desert. He sees the future you. Desert fasted in the desert, he found himself. We don't realize it, but in the desert, he's molding the warrior, he's molding uh, warriors, people ready for the battle for what is to come know what you have to say in the middle of the desert? Lord, give me strength because I know with you I can do it all. Look, the people are used to Philippians 4.13. Who knows Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but never Do we look at what it says before? Right? We all know this verse. Even on t-shirts we see them. But when you read what's before that. Verse 12 and 13. To be happy, whether there was sickness or health, whether there was abundance or nothing, and he says through all of it, I have learned. And at the end, he says, "It doesn't matter the situation." It doesn't say that word for word. I'm just generalizing. I'm just paraphrasing. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter the situation because. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Look, when they gave... Jesus the bad news that his friend, his friend, Lazarus, passed away. And unlike us, when we get bad news, says that Lazarus was an intimate friend of Jesus. Can you imagine? They they deliver this news to Jesus that he, he, his friend Lazarus has passed. Can we imagine ourselves in that moment when we get bad news and Oh, and we, we we start making plans to see this person and... but what was jesus's attitude when his friend passed Sometimes the things that we go through is to glorify the name of God. Sometimes we struggle to learn the meaning of the desert. While I was working, I, I was ministering a couple did you you make this decision and consult God and let me tell you when we do something outside the will of God there is consequences to have taken a choice outside of God's will Sometimes we think that it's part of the will of God. We think that it's good for us. And then along the line, we realize, oh no, this was not the will of God. to bless me with this car and then you lose your job and then you can't pay for the car and now what? But if you get a car and and they take your job away and you're still paying your car then it was from God. But we have to learn to obey God. And many times we question God. already designed something for us to go through and all we can ask is God help me through the situation help me in the middle of this give me strength Go ahead and stand on your feet. Should be that to render everything we have thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege you have given me to have what we have and to be able to be here. All your worship, all you can give. not happen tomorrow. It will eventually happen, but you have to provoke something to happen. Provoke the atmosphere to change for it to come soon. God, when are you going to do it with my? Hu- when are you going to fix this with my husband? And that's only going to happen when you give it all. When are you going to make this happen in the life of my wife? you have to give all your life to God. Give everything you have to Him. Lord, we give thanks for everything that you've done, for being faithful. We put ourselves in your hands. So for those who are being expectant of a miracle, If it doesn't happen tomorrow, we just believe and continue having faith that you will make it happen. We give thanks for each and one of your children who has got, came here tonight, who wanted to grow, who wanted to learn more. We put ourselves in your hands, Lord, and we give you our best. Bless the lives of our brother Walworth and his wife. That you may use them, Lord, with power and authority. In the moment that they give out your word. Take us with good, traveling mercy. Those who go far, those who are near, Lord. We give you all the honor and all the glory. And those who wait in the Lord say...